0: Hello and welcome to Lockdown Leafs Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio. You can find me on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Uh, All right, so first of all, we're going to get some news and notes. A few things happening in Leafland over the course of the last 24 hours. Uh, Obviously, you guys all know about the big trade. We talked about that yesterday. But then we got some news that somebody is going to be placed on the IR with an ankle injury. I'm pretty excited about it, not going to lie, not because he's hurt, but because it's a big deal. So I'll get to that in just a moment. Um, Also, we're going to chat about tonight's game against the Anaheim Ducks, and it'll be the debut of the new guys. Hopefully Jack Campbell, I believe, uh, will will get in. I'll kind of make my case for that later on in the the episode, but also Kyle Clifford will get his debut tonight, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, But first... Cody Sease is the guy who has been placed on the IR. Uh, he has a high ankle sprain that's been reported by Darren Dreger, uh, Which they they suck. They absolutely suck, and they can linger. So if if that's is the case, um, you know they, they say that he's going to be out for about a month, and then they're going to reevaluate him after that. Where have we heard that before? <laughs> right. So I think uh, I think this is this is. Kyle Dubas taking a page at Alou Lamorello's playbook a little bit and uh, bringing back some Robida Island-esque maneuvers here. Um, I'm not saying that Cody Ceci's injured. You know? like, I, I'd like to think that a young player like him would rather play hockey in a contract year than sit out because he's having his feelings hurt. By the way, the media is talking about him. and like, like he's, he's, he's not going to get a big contract next season anyways, but he's got to at least play. Right, like he 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 needs to play. Um, so I, I I do believe that he actually is injured, but uh, I I also think that this could be one of those you know you're kind of shut down for the season type deals, and and the ankle just quote unquote never gets better. So he's going to be sent to the IR, which that opens up cap space, guys. Uh, like this is kind of perfect, Cody CC. Um, it's always been said. That in order to get a deal done, you're going to have to try and get them to take on Cody CC's contract, just kind of make the numbers work. And now you don't really have to do that because he's going to go on IR or LTIR even potentially. And uh, and that's going to open up $4.5 million. So now you can actually go out there and you can make a trade to bring in another defenseman and not have to try and attach Cody CC to the deal that, which would have to make you give up even more right to, for them to take on that salary and take on that contract. So in that way, th- this is going to be beneficial. It's also going to be beneficial <laughs> because he's such a liability out there on the ice. And especially in his own end that, uh, that I think um, at the least you're going to be better off. Like they they've called up Timothy Lilligren today. Uh, he's going to take his spot in his place on the third pairing. Uh, so uh, you know, I've been clamoring for for CC to kind of work his way at the lineup. I thought maybe just a couple of healthy scratches, but I guess an injury is also a way where uh, CC doesn't see the ice, and it just seems like I would not be surprised if Cody CC never wears a Maple Leaf sweater again. Honestly, um, it just with a couple of couple of months left in the season, you know, I think that they're going to put him on IR. He's kind of just going to. Uh, they're going to use his cap space at the deadline to try and acquire somebody uh, with, with a higher cap. And then they'll have, they just have that more flexibility, which is something that the Leafs desperately needed. So you could say that this is very helpful for them in their situation. And, and it is totally is, but um, you know, hopefully he's, he's not actually that injured, I suppose. And, He'll be able to continue his career. I'm sure he will. It's not you know that big of an injury. It's not career threatening or anything like that. But uh, it certainly helps out it helps out the Leafs in, in more than one aspect. Um, all right. So with CC gone, so Lilligren's getting the call up. We saw him play that game in Chicago before the NHL All Star Game, and I thought that he actually did well. You know, in, in considering he had, uh, I think it was just a, a shade over 10 minutes of ice time. I thought he looked pretty good playing with Sandine, somebody who he's comfortable with, somebody who they played together in, in the minors. You know, Lilligren played under Key for the last couple of years in uh, with the Marlies, so you know, I, I think it's it's finally time for him to to get acquainted and, and kind of solidify a, an opportunity here in this lineup. Like it, he's the man who's going to bump CC, even if CC does end up coming back and Lilligren. Hopefully, he proves that he's a better option out there on the ice than CC, And <clears throat> then we could have Lilligren uh, playing out there instead of him. Uh, or they can go out there and make a trade. This, this all remains to be seen. It all kind of depends on what happens with him. But, you know, it, we saw this happen with Patrick Kane a couple of years ago where they... You know, Patrick came, went down with an injury, and it was it was about trade deadline time. And they decided, you know what, let's keep him out until the playoffs. And if that's the case, that opens up about $11 million or $10 million in cap space. So you can do that with CC. And I've seen people discussing whether or not to do this with Morgan Riley as well to open up even more cap space. Uh, but I think the CC injury kind of is a, a blessing in disguise to – to be, well, it's not really even in disguise. This is a blessing. Um, I, I just think that this gives them ample opportunity to go out and improve the defense, <clears throat> whether it's just giving Lilligren a, a full time role or a full time opportunity, or the fact that now you have the cap space to go out there and get something done um and what do they need more than anything now like they they went out they addressed the goaltending situation brought in jack campbell they went out and they got a little bit of sandpaper and they brought in uh kyle clifford so now what they're missing is somebody on the back end to kind of help them out and uh in the next segment i've got a few names here a bunch of names actually we're going to take a look at some players around the league some potential defensemen that the least could and who i believe they should pursue and uh we'll we'll do that next All right, welcome back to Lockdown Leafs Podcast. Mike DiStefano, your host. Uh, just really quickly, also, if I could get some of you guys to, to head over to, to iTunes, to Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast from. And uh, if you're not subscribed already, please subscribe. And also leave a comment. Uh, comments really help kind of grow the the show organically and help it come up in the search engines. And, you know, I'm trying to grow the show. I, I want as many Leaf fans as possible to be listening to us Um I, I believe that uh, this is one of the only kind of daily uh, Leafs podcast that there is out there. So let's try and raise awareness of it. Show, share us on Twitter, on 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 Reddit, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you're using your social media these days. Uh, you know, let's 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 try and grow this thing and get Locked On Leafs uh, really big, really big. Um, all right, here in segment two, we're going to be discussing. Some defensemen I think that the Leafs could pursue. You know, they they got a couple of wish items uh, checked off their to-do list earlier this week. Dubas pulling a deal with the LA Kings, bringing in Jack Campbell and Kyle Clifford. But now a defenseman is still, I believe, something that they need. And, you know, Dubas addressed this yesterday when he was talking about, you know, the trade with the media. Uh, Somebody asked, you know, now where does your, your focus shift to? And he said, "Yep, the now our focus kind of shifts more towards a defenseman. You know, we got that grit, we got that backup goaltending situation solidified, and Jack Campbell has a two-year extension that kicks in next year too. So, you know, that position is is, is locked up and loaded for for not only the rest of this season, but all of next season. And then they got Jack Campbell the year after that. So, you know, that's all good. We're all good on that note. And I think everybody's happy that that deal went through and, and it added two elements that the Leafs desperately needed." But now they really need a defenseman too. And especially if Cody Ceci is going to be out, now you can actually go out there and get somebody with a little bit of, of, of money on the books. You know what I mean? And the fact that in order to get that trade done uh, with with Campbell and, and Clifford and didn't have to attach one of your prized assets in, in Kapanen or Andreas Janssen or maybe one of the other, you know, a Lilligrand or Dermott or uh, a Nicholas Robertson, any of your other prospects, that means that there's still a chance for you to go out and make a big swing to bring in a, a nice piece. So I got uh, I got a bunch of names here. Uh, I got a bunch of right-handed shot defensemen, a couple of lefties as well. So we'll kind of work our way down the list. Some of these guys showing up on TSN's uh, trade bait board as the trade season kind of starts up here. So uh, a lot of these names kind of, um, I have been discussed in the media already some of these names just something that I've kind of looked into when, when I took a, a peek at the at the list of defensemen around the league uh, of the sellers we'll call them uh, so we'll we'll kind of start off with with the New Jersey Devils I think that they're they're pretty much out of it and they've got a, a Sammy Voughton in an unrestricted free agent 4.9 million dollars on his contract um, and with you know 4.5 coming off the books I i you know, we we can afford that now. You know, the Leafs can afford to go out and get a Sammy Votnin, which is amazing. So if they can go out and get get a guy like Vatn in, uh, I'm not sure what the price would be for him. Uh, that he, considering he is an unrestricted free agent, uh, so you know, pure rental. And you know, the Leafs aren't looking to give up a first. I don't know if that's what it would take to get Vatn in, anyways, or a top tier prospect. Um, but Votnin is, is one guy I'd be interested in. Uh, Minnesota's got a couple of guys that, that I'm really interested in. Matt Dumba and Jared Spurgeon. So Dumba, he, he's been the more talked about player, I would say, coming out of Minnesota. Uh, right-handed, kind of a, a two-way guy, really rugged. Uh, he's got some offense to him. He's also got some bite. He's got three years left on his contract after this at $6, point, uh, $6 million. So he's got that term, that long long uh, term, that kind of the Leafs are looking for when they're looking to add D-man, because keep in mind that they only have three defensemen locked up next year. Morgan Riley's on contract, Justin Hall, and uh, Rasmus Sandin. Other than that, I mean, Lilligren, I guess, now is, is locked up. But everybody else, not locked up. Everyone else does not have a contract. So, um, Martin Marincin, I guess, technically signed a, <laughs> a two-year extension for some reason earlier this season, but... You know, Barry, he's a UFA. Muzzin's a UFA, although I believe that they're going to try and keep him around. CC, thank God, UFA, he's probably going to be out the door. So there, there's going to be uh, there's going to be a lot of turnover for the Leafs' D next season. And if they can bring in a guy like Dumba who has term, um, you know, kind of get him acquainted this year, and then they also get him for the next three seasons. And you've got that, that cap number kind of locked in, and you know what it is going forward, which is something that Kyle Dubas does value. Um, and speaking of having some cap term and cap number kind of dialed in for for value, Jared Spurgeon is another guy that isn't really getting talked about a lot uh, out of Minnesota. I don't know if they're willing to move him, but I, I know the analytics people have really, really, really been been high on this guy, like really high. I know that there's there's they basically think that he's uh, like a top ten defenseman in the league, which. I mean, sure, I think he's really good, but he's like he's, he's a bit on the smaller side, uh, but he plays a good two-way game. I think uh, he's got $5.1 million left on his contract for this season, but he does have an extension that he signed that kicks in next season, five years at $7.75 million. So now you got to ask yourself, is that the type of ticket that I'm willing to pay for? Because that's going to be an expensive ticket. You know, Spurgeon, he is, I believe, a, a, a legitimate top four, probably a 2-3 defenseman. Uh, if not a, a solid number two, I think uh, at his best. So he's certainly somebody that the Leafs would want, would need, and would be successful with. You know, you pair Spurgeon with, with a guy like like Morgan Riley, um, I think that would be that would be exceptional. Um, and and you know, Riley's been looking for a good partner for, for quite some time now. And I think that would be a pretty good opportunity for the Leafs that they can go out and get a guy like Jared Spurgeon, uh, Dylan DeMello out of Ottawa. Another guy, uh, he's a UFA, only making nine hundred thousand. Uh, I've read that they're looking to maybe bring him back and lock him up. But if they are looking to move him, maybe check in on him. He's kind of a, a defensive defenseman, right hand shot. You know, he's somebody that could come in. Uh, he 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 bangs the body. He'll he'll drop the mitts. Um, but, but he's, he plays, he's pretty reliable in his own zone, which is why I think, uh, he'd be an interesting uh, fit for the Leafs. And that's kind of what they need right now. I don't think they need a, a true offensive defenseman, uh, which, which is funny because over the past few years, they've always, the, the thought has been, you know, we're, we're an offensive right-hand shot, offensive defenseman away, a right-hand shot away from being a competitive team. So they went out and they acquired Tyson Berry. And now that we have that elite right shot offensive defenseman, we're realizing ah it's not really as as needed as we thought, or it's not as nice as we thought it'd be. Now I, I think we actually just need a nice steady, stable, stay at home defenseman. So um, you know Dylan Demelo could be that. Uh, we'll we'll see if he ends up getting moved. You know Ottawa's rebuilding, but I think they're they're they've past rock bottom and they're on their way back up. So a, a guy like DeMello, who I believe is only like 27 years old, is somebody who, you know, they could kind of factor into their their five-year plan and he could be a long-term fixture on that blue line. Like he's playing upwards of 20 minutes a night with them. So I don't know if they'll end up moving him, but if so, I think that he's an interesting Option for the Leafs. Uh, all right, out west, I think Josh Manson out of Anaheim is a name that keeps getting popping up here. Uh, he's got two years left at $4.1 million after this. I did read, however, in LA Friedman's 31 Thoughts that uh, GMs are not getting the sense that Anaheim's willing to move Josh Manson. So if the Leafs are going to want to go out and get him, I would assume that they're going to have to give up a pretty big price to get him. So that, you know, I think earlier in. This season, he was a, a big name that Leaf fans were trying to to come up with some armchair GMing options to try and trade for him, and they were consistent of you know, uh, Kapanen, Brocco, and a third, or a Janssen, Brock Brocco, a third, and all that. And, and I get the sense that it might take a little bit more than that uh, to pry Anaheim or to pry Manson out of Anaheim. Um, don't know if the Leafs are going to be willing to pay the price to do that, to be quite honest with you. He's a great defenseman. It's exactly what they need. A right-hand shot kind of stabilized the, the back end in his own zone. Plays really well. So he would be great I think in the white and blue. I just don't know if the Leafs are going to be able to, to go out there and pay the premium asking price that they're putting on Manson. And As he should be. So he's a terrific, terrific defenseman and still pretty young. I mean, twenty well, 28 years old. So he probably doesn't factor much into Anaheim's plans like they're just starting their rebuild now so they're probably still at least five six years away from kind of Ramping it back up again. So Manson, at that point, you're looking at what 33, 34 years old. So I don't know if he factors into long-term plans, but you're also not giving guys away. And in order to do, to rebuild, you're going to have to get good prospects. You're going to have to get good draft picks, and that's what they're going to want for their their elite players. And, and I think that's what what Manson is. He's a true, legitimate top-four shutdown defenseman, and it's it's going to take a lot to get him, but. You know, the Leafs and Kyle Dubas can try and get something done for an adequate price. You know, he'd be a good ad for for the back end. Colin Miller out in Buffalo, another guy. Um, For some reason, so Buffalo picked him up in the offseason for like a second and a third out of Vegas. He kind of lost his way over there for some reason, fell out of the lineup. And I think Colin Miller, I, I mean, I thought he was a top four defenseman. But it seems like he can't even stick in the lineup at Buffalo. Like he's been healthy scratched numerous, numerous times, and he's got two more years left at three point eight seven five million on his contract. So he does have extended term, which is something that once again Kyle Dubas likes and values. Uh, he's a he's a player that you know, kind of the Leafs have. They've discussed in the past, or at least Leafs fans have discussed bringing Colin Miller in in the past, he, even as as early as over the over the summer when he was on the block from Vegas. And, and I know when Buffalo paid a second and a third, I, I recall Leafs' Twitter kind of be thinking, really, that's it? Like, we couldn't go out and get that? We need right-hand defensemen, and you couldn't pay that for, for Colin Miller? Like, Come on, So, you know, I, I don't think it would take that to, to get him out of Buffalo at this point. I think he's lost value playing as their six seven defenseman all season long. So it probably wouldn't take nearly as much as what Buffalo paid to get him. And uh, are they going to sell him cheap? I don't know. It's a down year. Maybe they'll just kind of fold it up and, and hope that next season he'll come back uh a better player. I don't think it's that he's played bad. I just think that they're not utilizing him properly. So I don't know. Who knows what, what's going on in Buffalo? That's just a, a tire fire in itself. I mean, they lost to Detroit last night, who hadn't had a road win, I realized, since December 16th. December 16th. That's over two months away. That's uh, almost two months. Two months. Almost two months. But still, like that's embarrassing. <laughs> Like, that's a, I feel so bad for Dwayne. Anyways, um, so yeah, Colin Miller, I think would be an interesting option too. Um, all right, moving down to the left side for the left-handed defenseman. I think this is more so on Morgan Riley and whether or not he's going to come back. If Riley's not going to be back until the playoffs, which is somewhat being discussed within the media right now in Toronto, I don't, I don't know why this randomly came up or who thought of this idea or if because there's no update on. On uh, Morgan Riley, and because yesterday Duba said, "Yeah, not too sure. You know, not not anytime soon. We're still still working on him. Um, maybe that just means that he could be out longer than we initially reported, or was initially reported that we initially thought. So, if that is the case, I got a few defensemen uh, for the left side of the hockey rink. Uh, Brendan Dillon out of San Jose, I think, would be a really good option." Uh, he's a UFA, $3.2 million, so the, the cap works. That's what I mean. The fact that now <laughs> I can say that, that he, he only makes $3.2 million or $3.5 million or four point one, and all those numbers now fit into the Leafs cap because Cody Ceci is, is placed on IR and probably done for the year, um, that really, really makes things so much easier, and it's super convenient when trying to make some deals here, uh, but Brendan Dillon, I, I like him. Good shutdown defenseman. Uh, he's reliable on his own end too. Uh, veteran guy. He's played in a lot of big games for San Jose in the playoffs over the years. So I, I really like Brendan Dillon as a player. It's still pretty young too, if I'm not mistaken. Brendan Dillon's still only he's only 26 years old or so. Um, so I think he'd be a good opportunity a good player to bring in Ron Hainsey out of Ottawa. He's a left shot, but he can play the right side as we, as we know, you know, I don't don't have to talk about Hainsey that much, but the fact that he has had success here in Toronto and has had success as uh, a partner with Morgan Riley, which is kind of something that we've needed to address all season long because CC didn't really work out. Barry hasn't been great. um, And then he kind of got injured, but you know, we know that the CC and Hainsey pairing works and, and, Maybe you reunite that. You know, he's a UFA at the end of the year, so and I wouldn't imagine it would cost very much to, to bring Ron Hainsey uh, back. Like he's he's not an elite to, elite player, and I would assume that he means more to Toronto at this point than he would to Ottawa. Uh, I wouldn't imagine it would take much to get him out of there. Uh, another guy back to Minnesota, Jonas Brodeen. I really hope that Kyle Dubas has been calling Bill Guerin for the past three weeks and just talking about all the defensemen that they have over there. Um, you know, Garrett just took over in the summer and he hasn't really made many moves because uh, I think he's just been kind of getting the lay of the land, assessing his options, who he's got on the team, how, what direction they want to take. Um, Cause they're kind of stuck in limbo, but you know, they do have some kind of uh, called middle-aged uh, veteran defensemen, you know, can in NHL-wise, I guess. So I think Jonas Brodeen is another guy who kind of piques my interest a little bit. As a left-hand shot, he could come in. Uh, good veteran guy. I think he's a really, really good two-way player, too. He's got one year left on his deal at $4.1 million. I think he'd be a solid addition to the Leafs. Again, that's more of a deal if Morgan Riley is unavailable the rest of the way, um, and he could kind of slide in and take his spot on the left side. If if Riley is, plans on coming back with about a month to go in the season, I don't know if you go out and make a move uh, that drastic because to get Brodine, you're gonna have to give up something big, right? That's gonna be roughly you know the same that you're gonna have to give up to get uh, to get like Josh Manson um, or probably now nah, you're probably to give up a little more for, for Spurgeon, but you know you're probably looking at at Kapanen or Johnson and something else. So you're you're taking away from your roster to to add a guy like that, but you know, your back end super definitely needs, needs that help. Um, and he's got that extra year next season as well, which, which is, which is really good because let's say Jake Muzzin doesn't come back. I, I believe he will end up coming back. It sounds like both sides really want him to come back. I want him to come back. I believe that they will get something done. Uh, but if he doesn't, you know, they do have Brodine as, as an insurance, as a, a second left shot defenseman, um, Behind Morgan Riley. Uh, so, you know, I mean, Brodeen's the guy they could look into. Uh, so, yeah, I just kind of threw a bunch of names out there. We'll see if any of them end up in a Leafs uniform uh, by February 24th, the trade deadline. Probably not. Just like I, I thought that uh, I, I, when I gave my list of goaltenders, Jack Campbell didn't end up on my list either. Uh, but he turned out to be a really good one, and and in hindsight, I probably should have had him on my list. Um, but I was I was too too focused on Leafs trying to pick up Aaron Dell. I thought I forgot about Jack Campbell. Uh, all right, so coming up next, speaking of all those players in the West, we got a weekend preview. Uh, we got to preview the Ducks game and then the Montreal Canadiens game, and we'll just kind of we'll probably smash them together just do the weekend because. It's a really important weekend, actually. Uh, I, at the beginning of the week, I wouldn't have said that, but now after losing to Florida and the Rangers, points are really at a premium at this point, and you got to get them against these teams, the teams that are lower than you in the standings. So we'll get into that uh, on the other side. All right, welcome back to Lockdown Lease Podcast. Mike DiStefano with you. Uh, two games this weekend. It's our first back-to-back in, in quite some time, so... Uh, it, it's, we'll probably, and by probably, I mean, I definitely think that we're going to see Jack Campbell, uh, this weekend, whether it's tonight or tomorrow night. Um, I would prefer tonight against Anaheim, uh, myself. I think, uh, you know, just to get him acquainted, give him that debut. Plus Freddie Anderson still technically day to day with that neck injury. He was skating today. He was on the ice. Uh, but I, I, I just give him, give him one more night off. I know he's playing against his former team, but. I think tomorrow night's the more important game. A, it's the second night of back-to-back. B, it's against a division rival against Montreal, who, (laughs) believe it or not, is only four points back at least right now. So, this is a more important game than I would have thought of at the beginning of the week. I'm sure you would have thought of at the beginning of the week. But, like, these are an important game because... I mean, I get they have two games at hand, but after tonight, if they if the Leafs lose tonight, they're only four points back in Montreal with one game in hand. And if they, if they lose in Montreal, it's two points with just one game. So, really, really important weekend coming up for the Maple Leafs. Uh, they need to really start getting points against the teams that they should beat, and then the teams that are kind of more on par. They they got to get some wins there and, and beat some of those teams as well if they want to make the playoffs. Um, See, so yeah, first back to back in quite some time. So uh, that's why I think we'll, we'll, we'll definitely see Jack Campbell. I, I would start him tonight. And this is why. Uh, Anaheim, not a very good team. They can't score. They're third last in the league in goals for. You know, Ryan Getzlabs, their, their leading point scorer, at 35 points. Uh, Adam Henrique has 17 goals, which, which is all right. Um, but Gibson played last night in Anaheim. They're coming off of a back to back in Montreal. So Ryan Miller's going to go tonight. So I think. If they're on the second half of back to back, go ahead, start your 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 backup goaltender against a tired team, and not only that, but I think the you know coupled with Freddie's injury, give him an extra night off. But also the fact that Jack Campbell came from the Pacific, he's played Anaheim multiple times. You know he he knows this Anaheim Ducks team very well. Now so does Freddie Anderson. Obviously he played there. But there's been a lot of roster turnover since Anderson played. And Jack Campbell, I mean, he's legitimately played there this season. So I think uh, Jack Campbell's probably going to get the start tonight. It hasn't technically been released uh, as, as I speak now, uh, the morning of the game. But I believe that he will. Uh, we'll, we'll also get to see Kyle Clifford in action. And, you know, we, we had Sarah on from Locked On Kings the other night, and she was just talking about, just raving about, really, uh, the, the type of player and the guy that Kyle Clifford is, uh, not only in the locker room but on the ice. He's a guy that's going to stick up to your teammates. And that's something that, you know, that grit, that sandpaper, is something that this team desperately needed, which is why it was such a great trade that, uh, that Kyle Dubas did. And I think I think that tonight we will see – a fight. I can almost guarantee that there's going to be a fight. You know, it's it's his first game in his new building, his hometown rank, a Southern Ontario boy, Kyle Clifford. And he's got 80 fights in his career. Who do you think he's fought the most? Anaheim. He's got 11 of his 80 fights have been against the Anaheim Ducks. So, you know, he gets under their skin quite a bit. Not only you know, through the regular season, but back when Anaheim and LA were pushing in the playoffs uh, in the early 2010s, I guess, uh, you know, those those got pretty feisty, and, and uh, you know, Kyle Clifford, big part of the, the reason why LA was, was so successful in the playoffs, not because of his goal-scoring prowess, because as he noted, he's not here to be the Austin Matthews and keep up with him, but he's here you know, it'd kind of be a shutdown guy, play a checking role, and stick up for his teammates, and and that's what he did in L.A. That's what we're hoping he does uh, here in Toronto, and and I could totally see it against kind of a heavy team like Anaheim, an older team. They like to they like to crash the glass a little bit. Uh, I can see him dropping the mitts tonight and, and trying to win over his teammates and win over the home crowd in, in his first game with the Maple Leafs, the team that he grew up playing for, so or grew up rooting for. Um, so so I think that's gonna happen. I guess that's my. Prediction of the day. Uh, and, you know, the Leafs need to win this one. So let's go ahead. Let's call it a. Mm, let's give them. Well, they're playing against Ryan Miller, who's starting tonight. So they should be able to put quite a few passes. And let's go 5 1. 5 1 Leafs tonight. They pick up an important two points on night one of their back to back. And then tomorrow they head to Montreal, and where I assume Freddie will get the start. I don't know, but whether it's Freddie or Jack Campbell, I feel confident that either goalie now will be able to give them uh, enough of a chance to win. Um, so either goalie works for me, but uh, I, I think this is an important, so important to to beat Montreal because I, I honestly believe that in the next week or two weeks, you know, Montreal's season is on the line. Like, they're not that far out of it. I think they're only, like, six points out of a playoff spot right now. Like, they're still in position. Like, I I didn't think that they would be, but they are. They really are. Um, They've gone on a bit of a tear, seven wins in their last ten games. Uh, Ilya Kovalchuk has really sparked that team. They're getting a little bit healthier now uh i believe our army is back uh brendan back carrie price has been phenomenal over the last little bit um so you know montreal it's a tough task like this isn't a, a cupcake game by any means like it's it's a divisional game these are always always tight games and I, hutchinson's Played twice against the Habs this year, so you know now maybe it's Freddie's turn to to come in and, and try and get get a victory over the Habs um, on Saturday night. It's it's going to be important. It really is. So uh, I I am going to I'm going to be optimistic and let's go for a back to back weekend sweep. This one's going to be a little bit tighter. I'm going to go three two in overtime. I think they do give up uh, up. Pity point to the Montreal Canadiens. We'll go 3-2 in overtime. And uh, Matthews. Let's go with Austin Matthews as the man who ends it No OT. So that's my prediction for Saturday night. Sunday night, 5-1 win over Anaheim. Kyle Clifford dropping the mitts. Jack Campbell. Hopefully we get to see him in net. If not, we'll see him Saturday. Um, but should be a good weekend. And it's super important. Super important. I cannot stress that enough. Um, you know, just dropping points to Florida and then to the Rangers the other night. It's, you know, the Leafs don't have a lot of losses left in them. That's that's just straight facts. You know, they have, what, 20, 28 games left in the season? It's not uh, not a lot of time. Not a lot of time. Luckily, Buffalo or Florida lost last night to Vegas, so one of those games that they had in hand, they uh, they took an L on and didn't, didn't get points and didn't pull away. So that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. So we'll see what ends up happening. Um, I believe. Uh, tonight puck drop at seven o'clock, as well as tomorrow night on Hockey Night in Canada. Let's hope for weekend sweep, folks. That's really what we need here. All right, uh, that's gonna do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You'd subscribe to Lockdown Leafs Podcast on all podcasting and platforms and to receive daily Leafs content. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Leafs. Follow myself at Mickey underscore Canuck, and be sure to check back on Monday. We'll recap what happened on the Maple Leafs and we'll. We'll discuss the debuts of Jack Campbell and Kyle Clifford, and uh, maybe he will bring in somebody else between now and then. Who knows? Who knows? It's trade season. We can have a trade at any moment, maybe even between me editing this podcast, sending it out, and you listening to it. <laughs> but until then, keep it locked right here on Lockdown Leaves.